0: If you had said Jonjo Shelby or Almiron, I would have knocked you out, mate. (laughs) Hello and welcome to FPL AU, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Join us each week for the highs and lows of FPL points, hauls and flops. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. My name is Luke and this is my co-host, my main man today, Benny. How are you, mate?
1: Oh, mate. I'm excited to be here, but I've had a bit of a rough week.
0: Not so good. What, what happened?
1: Oh, Actually, I'm, I, I think ab- I know <laughs> what happened. I <laughs> had an absolute saga. Do you want to hear? Yeah. So it's not about, it's not, it's
0: beyond your your point scoring for this week.
1: No, but it's going to affect my point scoring this week.
0: Oh, yeah, you didn't go early on transfers, did
1: you? Oh, man, I've never. I think this is a, a one-off global exclusive that this can only have happened to fucking me, to be honest. Um, I'm walking along, trying to change my my fantasy team with the draft, just just tweaking, having a look at my Mav picks. Went to the letterbox, put my phone in my pocket. My keys must have been in my pocket. Anyway, I get upstairs, pick my phone out of my pocket and I shit you not, Salah, the person who I'm looking about moving on, has been replaced with Christian Pulisic, who has COVID (laughs) and is eight. So I am fuming. So you did did a pocket transfer? Mate, pocket transfer, like... (laughs) That couldn't happen to anyone else but me. Like, Why me? Why always me? Fuming. You've just
0: got a curse uh, with FPL. You've you've been cursed by someone in the previous life. Yeah. So have you still got Pulisic in your team? No, I've actually made a transfer to take him out. So you've taken a hit. Okay, that's rough. So you've just copped a minus
1: four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate, couldn't happen to anyone else. That's unbelievable. I I know. Um... Welcome, guys. Um, I want to say thank you for listening and thanks for everybody that's joined the, the Twitter leagues. Um, I think the league's up to um, 60 plus now, which is really cool. I want to give uh, a big shout out to our leader, which is uh, Damien Lenegro. Um, I haven't met you before, mate, but well done. That's a, a massive point score. And I also want to give a special mention to Charlie Townsend, who uh, put him in a mass- massive points haul. Uh, of 93 so well done there mate so john going bailey's over, been knocked off the top the magician the magician john bailey has been knocked off so he'll uh he'll want to get back up there i'm sure going over what a maverick is um again so a maverick is an unorthodox differential fantasy style pick which some people may not have the cojones to pick but you know if they uh haul they could pump you up your mini leagues So without further ado, I think Luke will go over what we're talking about today.
0: Yep. Yeah, and and we brought in that extra um, rule that a Maverick pick is under 10% owned. So that's that's a new one we'll we'll stick to that's a new rule. So the agenda that we're looking at today is we'll obviously do a quick recap of the game week two Mavs. Benny and I will pick our two Mavericks for game week three and beyond and then Benny's bargain bucket flicks back to you, Benny, and then I'll pick Ooh. Mitch's BAV cap today, and then we'll both um, have a look at see if there's any upsets for the next next round of games. So let's look at how we did perform on our Mavs picks because. The way you actually performed really well um, because you picked two, you picked Deli Ali and, and Decore who both returned. Deli Ali took that penalty. So he finished on nine points. Decore popped up for an assist as well. Um, I think he got a yellow card. So he only finished on four points, but still he, he returned. So that was good. Um, I've struggled because I picked K, KDB as, as my outsider. <laughs> the day after I made that pick, he, he tweaked his ankle at training. So he was ruled out for a zero pointer. Uh, and I had Jaron Bowen, who who looked dangerous once again, and I've been toying with bringing him into my team this week uh, over Ben Rama, but he returned a solid two-pointer, so we didn't really hit much on there. Um, Benny, w- with the um, Mav pick, uh, Captain Mav pick, you hit Greenwood as well, so you're three from three this week, mate. Greenwood yeah. pulled in a ten-pointer. Um, and then I hit Benny's bargain bucket with Brian Buemo but he did not return, unfortunately. So I was zero from three and you were three from three, mate. And um, neither of us could p- pick an upset last week because if you look at the fixture list, there were no real upsets in that, um, that list of fixtures there. So we'll do better this week on that front. Nah. Um, also, just before we kick into our Maverick picks, um, I had someone reach out, Ty, who's been struggling with his fantasy team over the first couple of weeks. So Tiger is, is looking for a couple of extra Mav picks. So I told him to listen into to this ep- round of episodes. So we've we've got to hit some gold for him, mate.
1: I'll try. I mean, I'm struggling too. If I listen to my advice, I'd actually be going, okay.
0: <laughs> well, are you 50 points in front of me at the moment, Luke?
1: Yeah, I think about that <laughs> because you've
0: missed <laughs> out. And I've taken no hits yet. So yeah, yeah, you've got plenty of catch-up to do, but there's 36 more weeks to go,
1: mate. Well, we'll give you some gold tie, no worries. Um, I think after last week, mate, and me being so successful, I think you've got to redeem yourself early. So you you want to dive in?
0: I've absolutely changed my strategy this week. And what I've done is I've realised the guys I'm picking, they're kind of – I'm a week behind on them. So I've kind of in my mind skipped ahead and said, who's going to be scoring well um, earlier? So I'm getting on picks earlier this week than I normally would. So – my first pick is Adam Armstrong. So he's a 15 million pound man from Blackburn that's now playing for Southampton. He's only 3% owned, but I've kept an eye on him since the first game week because I I didn't know much about him. I'm not I don't follow the championship too closely, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: I wanted to see if he was if he was legit and he's playing with real confidence. The goal he took in the first first round against Everton Um, was a really good finish and they also Southampton caused quite a few problems against Man United in that the game on the weekend so that was that was not a cut and dry case he didn't he didn't return in that game but he still looked dangerous he gets in really good positions it's it's they're going to continue to create chances so what I've what I've done here is work out why he's the perfect cheap striker to bring in to enable a move to Lukaku so some teams are looking at that um, potential move to bring Lukaku in early. So I worked out for those people that have Mares, Tony and Ings, you can easily go to Ben Rama, Adam Armstrong and Lukaku and have still have 0.3 in the bank off that set of transfers. But you've got three players who are in form looking dangerous, replacing Mares, Tony. Ings is the only one that's a question mark, but Lukaku to Ings is a huge upgrade. So that, that is like a logical move. If you've banked your transfer from game week one, you can make, for a four-point hit, get Benrahma, Armstrong and Lukaku and be in prime position to strike over the next couple of weeks. Ooh,
1: a little bit of strategy from the Magic Man. Mm. Love it. And I really like that pick. I think Armstrong is very quick. That finish um, for his debut in the top-hand corner was Magic. I think he's going to cause defenders at this level a lot of problems just because he's he's very similar to... Jamie Vardy in a way. He's just gonna break into the box, he's gonna get on loose balls, and he's gonna be the, the spear of the attack for Southampton. So in terms of um fancy points and mm. that value, I think that's a great value for for point. He's, he's only six million and he struck up a really good partnership
0: partnership with Che Adams already. So they're looking good together. he's the perfect complement. Um, to play two up top with, with Adams. And they're away to Newcastle this week. And us, that looks to be a game. Newcastle need to get some points out of this. So I think they'll be going for it at home. So I think they'll be goals yeah. in that game. It'll be an, an open game. Should be an entertaining one to watch.
1: Yeah, I think there'll, there'll be lots of lots of gaps and chances in that game. I think mm-hmm. Steve Bruce is getting a little bit of pressure now um, mm-hmm. from the Geordies to, to get result. So that's not a bad one. Is there anybody in the wings of Southampton that could threaten his place? Not I don't
0: absolutely. think there they, is. They is. paid for a striker. They paid for a goal poacher. He's the man, mate. There's, there's, yeah. they've, yeah. and him and Adams are just working so well to start things uh, for the first
1: two games. So there's absolutely zero chance of rotation up there if they're fit. They're starting. Mm. And we we had Southampton in for relegation um, in our preseason pods. Has that changed your mind a little bit after that performance, or? Is that just? Yeah, I, a I,
0: I didn't want them <laughs> relegated. That was one that you,
1: you felt strongly about. I pretty much
0: was thinking all the promoted teams were going down. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking
1: Southampton are fine. I'm, I'm backing them to to be safe for sure. Ah, wow, Okay. Well, that's still uh, still something to uh, to be seen.
0: Who's your first
1: nav pick for this week? Well, let, let's uh, stick with that game because. Looking at this guy, he is one of the most exciting people to watch in the Premier League. He's just not connected that with fantasy points yet. And with his move from midfield to a forward, he's not going to score as many points as he did last season. But for the next couple of weeks and this game week in particular, I've gone with Alan St. Maximan.
0: (laughs) If you had said Jonjo Shelby or Almiron, I
1: would have knocked you out, mate. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Um, Didn't want to go with uh, Voldemort. But, yeah, I I think this guy is going to do really well this week because there's going to be, like you say, there's going to be spaces. The Geordie home fans. I've got a bit of affinity with Newcastle. I know Callum Wilson's up there, but in terms of um, XA and assists, I think that's where Maxman and and Wilson are going to dovetail quite nicely, Um, you know, Last game in in the 90, he was up at 0.86 of of XA. Um, His XG of of the 90 in the last couple of games isn't worth mentioning. But his XG overall last season was up at 2.83. So with him playing slightly more forward and getting into the box, and and you saw that first assist against West Ham, where he he absolutely killed Rice Rice like a baby. Yeah. I saw um, it at
0: the end, just after that play, Declan Rice gave Cresswell a pat on the bum because Cresswell lost the ball initially for Newcastle to then pass it to St. Maximum. So Rice was isolated against St. Max, but he still looked comfortable. But St. Maximum turned him inside out three times before he whipped that amazing ball in. Yeah. That was awesome. He and passes the eye test, St. Maximum. Mm. He is just so creative. He's central to a, a lot of. Um, the chances
1: that Newcastle are creating. He's hes electric. He's got a big price tag on his head, I think. When mm. he'll leave this year, no doubt, unless Newcastle do something extraordinary. Um, he's, got so, a, yeah. he's got a point to prove. He's got
0: a point to prove. How much
1: is he? Do you know? Uh, yes, I do. Is he 6'5"? So he's 6'5". And he's 5.8% owned, so fits nicely under the Maverick category conditions. Yeah, no. And he's on eight points we're, so far. We're tipping goals
0: in that game, so they're they're are two two solid picks to start. Mate, this is my next pick. I am going with Raul Jimenez. So I'm going a week early on this pick. He was someone I had in mind for, for you know, game week four or five. They've got a amazing run of fixtures, but he's only 3% owned. And not many people would know this, but um, Wolverhampton are the second most creative team in the Premier League after two games. They've created the most chances. They just haven't scored, converted those chances. Unfortunately,
1: most of those chances have
0: been (laughs) falling to Adama Traore, who's fucking bottled them. So if, if more of those chances land at Jimenez's feet or maybe his head, then... We'll start seeing those chances converted. So that red hot run of form I'm getting on early, and what I noticed was Southampton um, were creating some really good chances against United uh, last weekend. So that wasn't a game Manchester United fully dominated. And Wolves have been playing really well defensively. They've looked pretty solid. They're creating a lot of chances with that wingback system. So I think that this is not a not a walkover for Man United. This is going to be a a game that could again spell some goals. So yeah. based on that fact, I'm I'm putting Jimenez out there as, as a potential Maverick pick that you can get on early than most because I think a common transfer after this week will be Ings out, Jimenez in. Uh, so so uh, just because of fixtures, um, Aston Villa's turns to shit and then um, Wolves' fixtures turn to gold. So it's an obvious pick there, but... If you get on Jimenez early, it's someone I've been looking at to downgrade to get a little little bit of cash early. But I can't... Um, Villa have Brentford this week, so I'm not moving Ings on yet. So I'm sticking with him. But Jimenez is my Mav pick. If I had a couple of extra transfers and no fires to put
1: out in my team, he'd be one I'd be targeting. So you're not dogging the, the Wanderers after your pre-season gap? <laughs> <laughs> They'll always be the Wolves to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's, that's a decent pick, mate. And I think he's... Got a lot of value um, in his price point at the moment. You know he's got a lot of track re- record in the Fantasy Premier League game. He's a supreme striker. He's got it all. Great in the air, even with that thing on his head after his his injury. Did, Two great did feet. You, did you watch the Wolves game on the weekend? Uh, I watched. I watched the mini match.
0: Okay. He he had. There was one really good chance that fell to him. That you know it was kind of in between. If he moved forward on it, he could have. Um, potentially got his head to it, but he kind of backed off and was looking for the volley. So there's been a bit of talk around the fact that maybe he still isn't a hundred percent confident in his mind after that horrific injury that he suffered last season. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of, around that, but mate, if you looked at him on the pitch, he's, he's still, he's still the old Jimenez. That's what, that's what I'm seeing there. He, he didn't look like he didn't look like he was, he was in his shell there. He was running mm-hmm. at players when he had the ball, um, he's, he's he's running between the lines is exceptional. There, he's just such a central point to what Wolves are doing and the way they attack. I think he might have some some space in amongst the Manchester United defence, who didn't look all that confident, especially at the start of that Southampton game. So if Wolves get off to a good start, this could be a game that finishes two two, and like Jimenez with popping up with two goals there, it wouldn't be a
1: surprise to me. A brilliant mm. penalty take as well. Yeah, for sure. I think he'll definitely take him. What do you make of, just going off tangent, what do you make of Bruno Lage, the, the Wolves manager? Because I can't quite figure out their style. I know they've, played, they've had some tough games to start and Traore's missed a few chances for them. But they do look organised and they do look solid. But are they a team that wants the ball or are they a team that are counter-attacking?
0: Well, from what I've seen, and I, I really like the, the Wolves style of play. So, Neves is central to what they're doing. He's been such a creative outlet for them. So when they've been breaking, they've been breaking in two and three, but they haven't had that style of game yet where they've been able to just dominate and command Mm. possession. Like last season, they were really good at um, holding the ball at the back and working it out wide and then um, pushing that through the middle quickly. And then uh, then they either go out or straight through to Jimenez. So they've it's difficult to pinpoint exactly how they're playing because they've had two different systems. Like they played with, a, I think it was the week one, they had the four at the back and then they have switched it up. Hoover's come out, Samedo's come back in. So they haven't had a settled back line yet. So the only good news is that they're definitely playing an attacking brand of football, but defensively, they've surprisingly looked solid as well. They haven't conceded many chances in their games. That's why I I can't knock the way United have played, the fact that I think they're still going to cause Wolves problems up front. So that's why I'm thinking this could be a 2-2 type game. I don't think it's going to be a a 1-1 or a 1-0 type game. Um, Mm. There's too much quality around the pitch. And those chances that Wolves have been creating, Traore is eventually going to get one. And Jimenez is, is there to finish off those chances. So this is going to be... I'm looking forward to watching this game. I think it's going to be a bit of a one of the um, games of the weekend. Cool. Good chat. Who have you got for your second pick, my man?
1: I've got the silent assassin. Who's that? <laughs> well, he doesn't play for one of the fancy teams in the Premier League. Um, he's priced in as a midfielder. Um he's owned under 1%. Um And I've gone with Pascal Gross of Brighton. Okay. And Interesting. My, yeah. So he's actually got 12 points so far. And one of the reasons I like him and, I, and I've called him or nicknamed him the silent assassin there <laughs> is he just goes under the radar. Like he takes penalties. He takes free kicks. He, he play. He can play in the midfield. He can play in the forward line. Brighton play a possession-based style of play. They've got some good fixtures. Um, I think they've got a good fixture this week. So that's going to help him notch up points. Um, They're at home to Everton. Yeah. So as we watch with Leeds versus uh, Everton at the weekend, that'll be a mm. similar game. I can see that being very open. Um, that'll actually be a really um, exciting game as well for, for just a, a football stylistic point of view because I think Everton are are going to be trying to capture them on the counter and Brighton want to dominate possession under under Graham Potter. So, yeah, I think um, Gross is one to look out for this weekend mainly because he's already got good stats in in XA um, in general. Last season, he was up at 5.3 over all the league seasons um, and and assists in the last game that they played in was 0.3. So, He's definitely getting in the areas to assist, and and that's mm-hmm. without taking set pieces um, into account. He's, he, he's.
0: I've got my only question to you is how do you feel because he started at, at wing back because they're so short in the back line at the moment, um, mm-hmm. and there's going to be like he, it's it's a challenge for him, um, but they I think they like him in that wing back spot, but. It's given him a bit more freedom. Uh, I noticed he's pushing higher than um, uh, who's the other guy that was it's not Webster. What's his name? The guy, uh, Solly March. That's right,
1: Solly March. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They've been playing Solly March on the other side, and um, Gross has been pushing up a lot higher. So that's how like he, he's been whipping a lot of crosses in. He's one of mm-hmm. the most creative players from from stats that I've been looking at. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. so that. Um, Brighton have been playing quite well he's had an interesting price point of 6.0 mm-hmm. um, is he is he a legit option being um, at wing back rather than playing more advanced
1: yeah I, I think he is mate to be honest um, wing backs score lots of points I know obviously it would be awesome if he was um, a midfielder because he would score more points but he's still going to get forward he's got a great delivery of the ball so you've got players like Trossard and M- Morpé getting into the box. Um, you, you saw last weekend with Shane Duffy, set-piece deliveries, and obviously Dunk. They're going to get on the end of things, and they're big and physical, um, as well as being meat and tidy on the ball. So I feel like, again, he's he's an out, he's, an, he's a maverick pick because he's mm. nobody you think of. He's, he's that type of price point and that player where nobody will have him. And if you have yeah. him, if he scores an assist... Then you're going to go up the league. So for me, he, he fits into the what we're trying to do. I wish, I wish he was five five because there, we do have a lot of
0: choice in that six six point five bracket. I just wish he was down there at that five five. Um, they they, they could have priced him a bit more competitively there because if he was five five, he'd mm. be maybe top of that list for five point five million players there. I'm looking at Emil Smith Rowe. Um, uh, Damari Gray's caught my eye as well. Those are the type of players that he he's, should be competing with rather than, you know, the more popular picks like Ben Rama. Everyone's bringing in him in at the moment. So mm. I think he is a perfect like under-the-radar type guy. And if Brighton have a good run of fixtures and they get some of their like Veltman's coming back after the weekend after this, so hopefully he can, he can um, have more licence to push up. But I think Potter and Brighton, um, he fits well in that wing-back system. They do like him back there. So he might mm. stay there. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and then again, I think he'll he'll naturally push up um, mm. as players come back if they, if they don't ch- change against Everton already. He's brilliant on those set pieces. Mm. I like him. You've got Benny's bargain bucket this week. Who have you got yeah. for us in that? Oh, tough to find some value. Um, I think with all the content and mm. and and Twitter scrolling and everything, it's easy to. To go with the crowd, people are jumping from Simicasts over to Liveramento and, and messing around with that value. But I've tried to gone gone off course a little bit and look at somebody who isn't amazing going forward. He plays for one of the the original top six, if you can call them that. Uh, he plays for Spurs, um, and it's their right back at the moment in um, Jaffet Tanganga. Um, oh. He's pr- yeah, he's priced at um, four point five. He's obviously a great defender, um, not renowned for his attacking prowess. But I think as he gets more of a run of games, you can see under Nuno, he likes him. So he'll get encouraged by the manager to start driving forward and joining attacks down one side, especially if if the likes of um, Mora, Sonny um, and, and Bergwijn are pushing forward. He can go in and support down his side. I think that's what um, Nuno will help. Uh, help with for sure, um, and I think the main thing, which is crazy to say for Jafferton ganga at four point five is he's an enabler, so you can get him in your team if you 're looking for if you have four point five and and spurs they look solid
0: I've, I've, i think they 've been lucky to keep two clean sheets i think they're especially those chances that wolves created against them, but I think they 've looked notably better than what they have the previous season, so and Tanganga surprised me. I I didn't back him to start the season, but he's he's performed really well. He's he's mm. he's probably the standout defender there. And mate, I've well personally, I'm struggling because I had Ben White with um with COVID, and then Veltman was in was a close contact, so he's he's missing another week for me. So yeah, I'm struggling to to field a backline. So I'm looking for a four point five, and if they've got a good run of fixtures. I know they've got Watford this week. I haven't looked at who, who they've got the following weeks, but mm. um, Watford at home could be, you know, the, the start of a, uh, a run of fixtures. I wish
1: I had someone Tanganga from the stocks, and I'd be 12 points better off. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and I think he's, he's just solid. Like, I don't think he's even going to get many bookings or anything. He's just someone good to have in your team, even if he comes off your bench.
0: Howie, he, he was containing Greylish in game week one. He did so well against him. Uh, he bait, yeah, he,
1: he <laughs> was one of the close to man of the match in that Man City game. Yeah, so that's the, the bargain bucket for this week, mate. Hopefully he <laughs> serves me well. <laughs> okay, I've gone with Mitch's Mavcap this
0: week. I've gone back to, to a guy... Um, that I, I shouted out earlier in this in the season, and that was Callum Wilson. I'm going back on to him. Um, so he's mm. he's he's dropped in ownership. He was seven eight percent owned, but he's dropped back down to six percent ownership. Um, he has been playing well. I, I, I know he uncharacteristically missed a sitter in in last week's game against Villa. So I think, and we've we've already called out the fact that we we see goals in in this fixture. So. He's my mav cap option. He's, I think, he's poised for a haul coming back to St James's Park um, against Southampton. Should be that open style game. So, Everton, I noticed, um, were, were had a lot of success against Southampton, attacking them wide and then putting a lot of balls in good areas. So, I think Newcastle will play a similar similar type of game, and with Wilson on the end of that, he's a really good chance at at, at banking at least one goal this weekend. So. He's on pens. He's ready to fire. I've, I've really, uh, I've got high hopes for him this weekend, and so he's, he's my math cap.
1: We've gone heavy on Newcastle this weekend. Saint Max, Saint, Saint Max, Max two assists. Wilson two goals. That's how it'll be. <laughs> Southampton destroyed. <laughs> my and mate's going I love that.
0: No, nah, Armstrong will bank one. So that, that's i than that. Good fixture for goals.
1: Fair play. I don't mind that. I think there's a couple of other options that you could look at with the Mav cap. Everyone's going to go on Antonio this week after his performance on Monday. Good you point know. on that is
0: Crystal Palace have been surprisingly quite tight this season. I don't think that's a that's a, a complete walkover for for Newcastle. And a lot of people will see that result, 4-1 against Leicester. But Leicester had that red card in the first half. Um, the West Ham game plan works perfectly against Leicester. They, they beat him twice the previous season. So I don't think that was, uh, you know, th- it's going to be a lot tighter than people think against Palace. So Antonio Mavcap, he's a great option. He's, he's looking on fire and he's hard to back against. But if you're looking for a differential, that's the type of pick that could pay off. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Antonio got a goal, but if Wilson popped up with two, you're, you're well ahead.
1: Yeah, fair, mate. I like it. If I had Wilson, I, I'd love to captain him this week. I'm, I'm struggling with who to, who to chuck it on. Cause I just, I don't mm. want to go to the crowd. I'm definitely out of the template pick. I'm 50 points behind you. I'm 80, I'm 60 points behind the leader. So I'm going to have to find something this week, especially after my pocket disaster. say, <laughs> so You're you. not going
0: to put it on Pulisic, are you? <laughs>
1: he's, he's fucking gone.
0: Good, good, good. What about upset of the week, my
1: friend? This is tough. I'll go first if you don't mind. Go. Um, And I'm going against everything I believe in here because if this happens, my fantasy team is in absolute tatters. So I may as well just go with it. Um, And it's a huge call. But I'm going with Norwich at home to Leicester. Wow. That's a call. Big 6-0 win in the week. Confidence will be flowing. They're at home is my only real reason. Hmm. And Leicester got pumped by West Ham. So that's they, my thesis. That's they look flat, that. mate. Leicester looked yeah. really flat. They, they,
0: they, their back line just isn't clicking. I think if Vestergaard's fit, he comes straight in. That'll, that'll beef things up. Um, but they didn't create a lot against West Ham even when they, when it was eleven on eleven at the start. West Ham were just so patient waiting to to strike on the counter and Leicester couldn't couldn't stop the speed and pace and trickery. So Norwich have created a few chances uh, in the last couple of games, but I you know Cantwell's missed a really good chance. I think it was last mm-hmm. weekend. So they'll, they'll they'll cause some problems there for Leicester. So I don't think that's going to be like a three 0 win for Leicester by any means. So an at home for Norwich. Crowd will be there. The canaries. Something could happen, mate. Let's hope. Let's be having you. <laughs> it, it is tough to pick an upset this week. I think I've gone with Brighton at home to Everton. So I think that'll be a, a cagey match. Everton are are slightly favoured in that game. So, um, but we both we both know the way Brighton play, and it's going to restrict a lot of the things that Everton try to do in there. In their uh, their style and in terms of going out wide and pumping balls in the middle, but Brighton will be susceptible at set pieces as they always are. But um, if they can keep things tight, they've got the the form that shows they could get something out of this game. I'm not too worried that that Morpay likely out this week. Um, Connolly had a had a goal ruled out last weekend, so he, he's a he's a tricky player. I think his pace could cause some problems for for Everton. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a lot to like about that that's type of game for Brighton.
1: Fair enough, mate. I think that's just on the borderline of upsets. But I'll it let is. you have it this week. You there's need not much it. else out there otherwise. <laughs> you, need to, you need to catch me on this ladder. Thanks, mate. Cool. Nice one. Best of luck for the Fantasy Premier League week, mate. And uh, we'll catch up next week to have a chat. We shall, my friend. Good luck. Talk soon.